Yeah! All right. My goodness, there are a lot of things that we need to do, Al. Uh, R.I.P. Meatloaf. Very sad there. Um, but I do not understand why the food meatloaf has always gotten a bad rap. That uh, it, It's always one of those, oh, meatloaf, meatloaf. What's wrong with that? It's a big, big loaf of meat. <laughs> Who doesn't like that? I think it's uh, it's one of those that it's hit or miss, right? Like uh, I, I think sometimes like what what did I just have and why did I have that much of it? <laughs> and then every every once in a while you're like, you know what? That was pretty good. That was pretty good. And I had the right amount. I think that's right. I think that's a good description of it. You there's always you can go too far with everything, but meatloaf might be in the uh, the category. Here here's how I know today is going to be a good day. Al, this okay. tweet came in from Carlos Navia. Okay, mm-hmm. Carlos Navia tweeted us, this was about 22 minutes ago, and it says, Trav, I just started this Twitter account for one reason, hashtag Ask Sleep. That's <laughs> all the Twitter account says. That's how I know today is going to be a good day, that people are joining Twitter for the first time just to send you Ask Sleep. That Blocked. is a good Friday. Just got him. <laughs> not, just blocked him. Not to me. He's not. Just kidding. <laughs> not to me. You can block old Carlos as much as you want, but uh, Carlos is. Are coming you a blocker, in. by the way? Do you block? No, I'm people? a muter. I'm a muter. Muter. Because, yeah, yeah. Mute yeah. is a mute is a good one. Mute, mute is good because it's not as aggressive as a block, and you know, and then say, "Oh, he blocked me." Whereas if mm-hmm. you, I mute you. I just don't even see the things you say, but you don't know that you've been muted, I think. I don't know. Can you tell if you've been muted or not? Is that a thing that you can tell? I don't think so. I don't think you can. I don't yeah. think you could tell. You know what's funny about that? For the most part, 99.9% of people, yeah, just kind of, you know, good people. Talking sports, messing around, yeah, this, that. Why do people get so intense sometimes on Twitter? And I know Twitter it's- is like the platform to get intense on, but sometimes, you know, somebody will just come – Gloves off, swinging. I'm like, bro, relax. Yeah, we okay? don't know each other. What are it's you doing? Just a take yeah. on the Lakers. Yeah, Everything's going to be fine. You don't have to threaten people that I know. It's going to be all right. Yeah, I, I didn't like that pass. I, it, was, it wasn't a judgment on you as a human being. It was. I didn't think that guy threw the ball to the right receiver. There, there's a lot between that and I hope your car explodes on the freeway. It seems like there that's that's an aggressive response. You like to- mozzarella mozzarella cheese? <laughs> the hell is wrong with your family? Yeah, okay, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. I just like mozzarella cheese. It really isn't like I, I don't know if you're like a pecorino farmer or something, and you feel like I'm taking money off your table. Oh, that's but, awesome. Uh, it's a way to go. All right, one more quick little tweet here and. and mm-hmm. I think speaking of Twitter and speaking of aggressiveness on Twitter, um, I think this is people trying to be nice to me. I just think that it's coming across in in a very negative way. Um, This is from Lytus. Uh, Seriously, Trav, you sound much bigger on the radio. I thought you were the size of an offensive lineman with all your food talk and your Silverado. You're just a regular tall dude. Is that is that nice? I think Carlos is being nice to me right there, but I can't quite oh, yeah. tell. That's that's a that's a compliment. That's that's a that's a big time compliment. Like I think that's one of those that you look at your kids, you look at your wife, you say, "Why don't I get compliments like this from my own family? Why do I need Twitter to help my own self confidence, help my soul inside?" I, I think that's a extreme extreme compliment right there. This is the best Friday we've had in some time. We've got Ashley. We've got our picks today. DeMarco Farr is going to join us today. Yep. Emily's got a blind date coming up on Saturday. Saturday, one thirty. Uh, where is it again? Costa Costa Mesa. Costa Mesa. Yep. Coffee we'll shop at Costa Mesa. We're all going to be uh, there. <laughs> we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll meet there. I want you and I get there about 12.30 to scope the joint out. Make sure that uh, We're live streaming. Is- 
<laughs> That's even better. That's yep. right. We'll go. We'll go live. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll we'll get it covered there. Four NFL football games, including the Rams and the Bucks. The Lakers open up a a long road trip along the way. It's it's a pretty good time to do what we do. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of interesting. Uh, we, we're doing our prep meeting and we're talking about look, Lakers are playing Orlando. I, pre-game starts at two thirty, so it's like I, it's kind of funny how quick the games are going to start this weekend, and then just the setup tomorrow. I know, Trav, you got the Rams game on Sunday. Lakers got a game on Sunday as well. Again, both teams will cross paths because it doesn't seem like we could just sit back and enjoy a regular Rams game. (laughs) But, man, this is – we were kind of hyping this up last week about how good the weekend was going to be in sports. This is a much better weekend, and it's much better because – you kind of got rid of the... All the Deadwood's gone. Yeah, the, 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 yeah. You, you chopped off. You, look, Philly, congratulations. Arizona, let's... Okay, Arizona, of that. congratulations. Yep. You weren't very good. You weren't really in the tournament. And Philly falls into that same... The Raiders, the great run that they had to get in, Raiders yep. weren't going to the Super Bowl. And, and now we're at a point And that now, was actually one of the good games. It, it was. It was a good yeah. game, but the, the Raiders did not feel like a team that was going to no. win four playoff games in a row. Pittsburgh. That, that just seemed unlikely. Pittsburgh was the last... Yeah. They, they, we're done with all of those. We've got eight teams left, right? And really, the only one that I would be surprised to see end up in the Super Bowl, like genuinely I can't believe they're here, would be Cincinnati. The other yeah. seven teams, it's like you can say, yeah, I, I, I'm okay with this. I think that everything that's left, and certainly the Rams and the Bucks, are, are at the top of that list for sure. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Um, here's, here's, the, here's the brass tacks. Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford is here in Los Angeles to win the game on Sunday. They, they, they brought him here for this game. They did not bring him here to throw for a million yards against the Jacksonville Jags. They did not beat him here even to beat Tampa in week three of the season. They did not beat him here to tee up Arizona in the first round of the playoffs, a team that they typically tee up the way that they do. Sunday afternoon at 12 o'clock, pregame show starts at 10 a.m., myself and Kirk Morrison, is to win that game go on the road against another very good team with a great quarterback and be as good as he is and win the game for your team that's why he's here so I think I kind of underplayed the Stafford portion so far I I was talking about coming into the game last week uh, against Arizona I was saying listen the guy really what kind of pressure is on Matt Stafford it's not like they need him to go out and throw 400 for 400 yards and four touchdowns and have this ridiculous uh, uh, QB rating or something you're playing Arizona you got if easily Cooper Cup can obviously have a great game. We saw what their running game did with Cam Akers there as well, obviously back in the mix. Their defense was ridiculous. I mean, the moment the first snap came for the Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray looked like he was lost and he looked scared. So I kind of went into this whole the Stafford piece of this, he'll be fine. He doesn't have to he just doesn't have to go lose the game for you. This is that, in Arizona you're talking about. In Arizona. This yeah. one completely changes this weekend because I think, Trav, you know, you, you hit it on the dot. Why the hell did you make the trade then? I mean, they're <laughs> right. The, the reason why you made the trade, and I could sit here and I could make arguments, man, this is the fact that this game is in Tampa. Uh, they had some opportunities to have this game at SoFi. We'll see what happens and see if this, if this is a, a, the difference in, uh, in the game on Sunday. But if, if you won – against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and now you got another shot to go up against the Packers or whether it's San Francisco or the Packers, now it starts kind of – you feel like you're cashing in part of the justification for going out and getting Stafford. If you don't do it, and Stafford has one of those games where he had a pick and he had a fumble and he kind of choked under pressure – 
then I don't know what we're talking about with this whole, well, he got the monkey off his back. He finally won a playoff game. I almost felt like you and I could have jumped in for Stafford on Monday night and, and got 14 points for, for the Rams. That's, that's how bad Arizona was. No, they 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 were terrible. Look, here, you you want some really alarming numbers? This is I I was, I was looking this up this morning, and the this Lakers, made me the Lakers record through four. Well, that's games or no. that's not alarming. That's just depressing. <laughs> that's just that just bumps <laughs> me out. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way. To the, put it. the Lakers record doesn't shock me. It just puts me in a bad mood. It's just like well, I don't know how in the world are we in this position? Here it is. Rams record this season was twelve and five. Right. Damn good. They won the NFC West. Yep. In their five losses, okay, Matthew Stafford turned the ball over 11 times. 11 times in those five losses. In those, in those five losses, the team turned it over 14 times, right? Two, there, were, there were three other turnovers that were not his. Okay, that, that is not good. Because, but basically what that, what that number tells you is when he doesn't turn it over, they don't lose. When he does, they do, right? Because there were a couple of games in Baltimore and in Minnesota where he had a little bit of the turnover bug, and they were able to kind of manage their way through it, and he was great at the end of the Baltimore game. And after he gave Baltimore the game, he took it right back, and they ended up winning it. So that's Baltimore with non-Lamar Jackson playing quarterback. Tom Brady's going to play on Sunday. Mm-hmm. If you give him the ball, he's not going to do what Tyler Huntley does. Mm-hmm. Right? He's, he's not going to do that. He's going to make sure that you pay the price for that. When Matthew Stafford doesn't throw it to the other team, the Rams don't lose, Al. Mm-hmm. They don't lose. It, it really is that simple. And to your point, this isn't just, hey, let's be real conservative. Let's give it Cam Akers you know, 18 times. Let's give it Bro, to Sony he, Michelle. He's got to kind of times. ball out. He's got a ball out. out. He's got a ball out. You're exactly right. And, and, I, and here's the funny thing too is because I, I think the you know if you have a conservative approach, hey, we just don't want to lose the game. Hey, we want to you know be incredibly cautious with our play calling. I think you're going to lose the game a- unless it's if Sean McVay and, and Stafford and the thought process is we're either going to win this game because we outplayed the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Matthew Stafford had a fantastic game. I, the last thing you want to see is they're playing conservative They're when they have opportunities to be aggressive, that they're not aggressive. And I, I think, Trav, the only other thing I kind of think of here, if any Rams fans think that the game that you saw on Monday – you're going to get any type of repeat what happened on Monday. On Sunday, you're you're not only kidding yourself, you're fooling yourself. It's just, it is going to be such a, I, I don't know what you could really take away from Monday. I mean, we, we, Nothing. we tipped our Nothing. cap. Tuesday, we said how great it was. Yesterday, you were talking about, there's an article on ESPN, Sean McVay. That's one of the best hires in the NFL in X amount yep. of years and all that stuff. All that means nothing this upcoming weekend against Sunday, but this is how you go uh, compete for a Super Bowl. Well, you got to go through good teams. I, I for, for sure, I don't agree with the Sean McVay part that you just mentioned. The other part, a hundred percent. What they did against Arizona, look, it never happens like that. It never happens where, hey, the offense play great. Yeah, how about your defense? Great. How about your special teams? Great. Were you at home? Yep. Were the fans rocking? Yep. Where everything just kind of lines up perfectly. That doesn't happen very often. Arizona is not a good team. They're not. Their their record may have been okay, but for the last two months of the season, that was a trash team. They, they, they were not a team. Tampa's good. That dude, number 12 over there, is a big-ass problem. 
right? <laughs> that guy might be the scariest guy that you're ever going to have to look at and say, I got to go through that guy. That's a problem. So that is what they're dealing with coming up on Sunday. In fact, is that the scariest guy you can see on the other side, whether we're talking football, basketball, Tom Brady, scariest opponent ever? That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. I want to say Mannequin was Kim Basinger, I think. I'd have to go look at the IMDb, but I, I think that's who the mannequin was, and she came to life. I, I, I could be wrong about that. Look, I'm not going to lie, Slee. Yeah. I don't like to hug people. I, I need to be very, very comfortable with you before I'm going to give you the embrace, right? Like, I, I, I don't – I feel – it feels oddly inappropriate to me. Like, unless it's it's an embr- very deeply affectionate, I, I, I'm just – I'm good with the wave. I'm good with the handshake. I'm good with the fist bump. I'm good. I'm even okay with one of those bro things where, like, we clap hands and I bring you in and I pat you on the back real quick. I'm okay with that. But, like, a hug where I put my arms around you and our chests are together for a period of time, I don't need that. That's that's not something okay. I need to have a part of me. So there's there's a lot that goes into this, okay? First off, let me add some context. Let's say it's somebody you haven't seen. COVID is a perfect example. There's a lot of people that yeah. we haven't seen in a while. Okay, so if I come into the office and I see, some, let me give a perfect example. Trish is like the nicest person I've nice ever met. Person. She's fantastic. When I see Trish, yeah. and I haven't seen Trish in a while, I'm like, Trish, get in here. Give Trish a, a hug, right? Like a quick hello, right. something along those lines. You haven't seen them. Uh-huh. Hugs are as or. Are, are only as awkward as you make them to be. If you feel like it's going Pretty to be awkward, awkward the hug is going to be awkward. <laughs> okay. So Plus, there's the a difference in hugging. In a professional okay. setting, if you're actually going to hug somebody, you're not hugging them chest to chest. You're hugging them on the side. Okay? Shoulder to shoulder. Quick little, yeah, quick little <laughs> kind of side hug, ready for like a little right. uh, headlock type of thing. You're not going yeah. in there and giving the same hug that you give Look. your girl or your wife well, to somebody I was at the just office. Well, I was just going to say, this uh, this sentence has been said by my wife on numerous occasions. Your hugs are terrible. <laughs> like, because I, I, I just kind of, she goes, that wasn't good at all. Like, that that was just like, she calls it dead fish, right? Just kind of like, eh, yeah. in there, whatever. Just kind of, I just, I'm not really feeling it. So you're telling me, haven't seen Trish in a while, right? What, mm-hmm. let, let's play this out a little bit longer. Yep. You and I have not been in the same spot for a month. Yep. Right, at least we have, we haven't seen each other in at least a month. It was prior mm-hmm. to the holiday break. So when you and I are in the same spot, by the way, it's going to happen on Sunday. We're both going to be uh, up in LA uh, in the studio for you're doing Ram- or I'm doing Rams. You're doing Lakers. Mm-hmm. You're going to give me a hug. You're going to bring it in there, or have I not reached uh, Trish level of? Uh, no, here's the difference. You and I might not have seen each other in person. We talk to yeah. each other 39 times a day. Right, we spend four hours together a day, so I think that's right. a little bit different. And I, and I, I could feel the vibe too. You're not looking for a hug from me when I see you on Sunday. You're looking for a how you been? I'm gonna tackle you. Quick little. <laughs> there may be an HR complaint by the time I'm done with you on Sunday. I will uh, bow. I will bow to you. Yeah, no, Bassy bow. I have a question, now. guys. You're, you're getting it now. All right, what do you got, got, Emily? I have a question, though. Should I go for a hug on a first date? Do I go in when I meet Connor? That's, do I go in with a hug? That's up to you. What, what, do I, what, what should I do, guys? Can I flip this here? What would you like Connor to do? Like, what is not awkward 
from your position of what Connor would do because I would not personally probably go in for a hug the first time I've ever met somebody. I would not do that. I f- I feel like when it's a romantic situation, I feel like a hug is accepted. It's a quick like, hi, nice to meet you, quick, and then sit down. Because otherwise, I just pull up a chair, I sit down, because I'm assuming he's probably going to be there first. Like, it's going to be... It's going to be awkward either way. So oh, does he need to show up first? Is that one of those those little subtleties that you're looking for? Does he need to be there before you? <laughs> if coffee's at 1.30. He just can't be late. <laughs> if, if coffee's okay. at 1.30, she wants him there at 11.15. 11.15, you sit your you-know-what down, and you get ready for this damn coffee. You guys what, know me. What, I, you know I'm a pretty prompt person, so yep, I, you I are. just can't be late. No, I, I'm I, – late is bad. Late is right? a bad look. Late That's is, an awful look, look. look. Can I help everybody out there real quick? If you're late, you are that, that is the equivalent of a middle finger to somebody. Okay? That you you are saying my time is more important than yours. It is the rudest thing you can do to somebody is to show up to something late. I just I Emily, I, I couldn't agree with you more on this. He can't be late, but let's say you get there at 1:30 and or you, the date is at 1:30, you roll in at 1:25 and he's not there. That's okay, right? Oh yeah. If he's if he's the, if we arrive around the same time, but I also think that I would prefer for the other person to be there first. But that's just a me thing. All right, let's try a quick phone call here. Let's go to Kavina and Eric. Eric, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up, Eric? Eric. Eh, oh, Eric's not hey, listening. Guys. There you are. What's up? There you go. Okay, you guys got me? Okay, yes. you guys are talking about hugs. I'm a hugger. I grew up that way. My family's been from a long we, yeah, we got a bad connection here, Eric. I'm going to jump but, in there right there. I, and the thing, by the way, I think he brings up something very important about there's kind of like a familial trait. If you grow up in a family that's very physically affectionate, a lot of hugs and kisses and all of those sorts of things, you're probably a little more comfortable with it. Yeah, it's never awkward. Up- it's like, oh, no, this is what we do. Just a couple <laughs> hugs here, bring it in. Yeah, I, that, uh, appreciate that, that you getting that jam. coffee for me at Starbucks. Come in here. Let me get a quick hug before I pay my 265 <laughs> <laughs> So... I, my, I grew up in a house where my, my mother and father were very loving. They gave me everything I could ever need, both you know emotionally, physically, everything. They were wonderful, continue to be wonderful, wonderful parents. They're not the huggiest group of people in the mm-hmm. world. It's not really how the Rogers clan rolls. So is this, is this where it stems from? that we just we're, we're, I'm not a hugger because is it their fault? Is it my folks' fault that I'm not about that, Al? Um. I don't think you want to be about it, so I think that has probably more to do with it. That's probably true, too. It's time for some Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Your athletic future is on the line. Okay. You have to go win the big game, Mm -hmm. the big match, Mm -hmm. the, the big round of golf, the fight, whatever it is. You look across, and Tom Brady is the guy that you got to go through. Is there anybody that you would rather see less on the other side than Tom Brady? And not it's not that he's never lost, right? He's, yeah. he's been beaten a handful of times. It happens. But knowing that he's not going to give it to you at all, he's not going to make the big mistake, he's not going to have that brain cramp that leads to a disaster for his team. Is that the scariest guy going into – and I understand this isn't a conference championship or the Super Bowl, but to get yeah. where you want to go, you got to go through Tom Brady. I don't know if there's anybody you'd rather see less on the other side than that dude. Bro, he's he's a cold-blooded killer. That's, that's what yeah. these guys do. I mean, think about the mo- most clutch people in sports, the most successful people in sports. And by the way, they also have – all of them have lost a lot. You know, Jordan – 
before he went into this, hey, I'm just going to win every championship, there was a lot of losses to get there. Tom Brady, it's not like he has a perfect record. LeBron James has lost six times in the NBA Finals. Magic was 5-4 and four in the Finals. Um, a lot of these great, great players. I mean, you remember the stretch of Kobe when Shaq left where, okay, how, how the hell do I just get back there? Uh, a lot of these you know, individuals, they've had a lot of failures. But man, is there nothing worse? I'm sure from you know the other side of the ball, when the Utah Jazz get back to the NBA Finals, we got this dude again. We got to go up against Jordan again, and I think there's going to be some of that this weekend. And the only way, listen, this is what makes this weekend's game so unique, Trav. If the Rams won the game 27-24, you and I are not shocked by no, any stretch of the imagination that the Rams won the game. But if the Rams lost 27-24 because you had to give the ball back to Tom Brady and there was a minute and a half left on the clock and he didn't have any timeouts and he drove 60 yards to put them in field goal range and they win the game 27-24, yeah, that sounds like that could easily happen as well. That's that's why he's the right answer. That's why – I think Jordan is the other one because once Jordan figured it out, that was it, right? He didn't He didn't really lose anything anymore after that. That once he figured out how to crack that code, and part of it was just experience. Everybody's got to mm-hmm. go through it. That Tom Brady has been beat in the moment occasionally. Not a lot, but but you you just described it. It's just that, don't play Eli Manning. <laughs> well, or Nick Foles, right? Don't don't, yeah, don't run into him right. either, right? That's the other one. Just put Matt Ryan back there. Well, well you can give him a 25-point lead and everything yes. will be fine. Um, no, it's that... If he gets it last, he's going to beat you. So you 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 have to finish it with your stuff, right? You can't hope that his stuff isn't good enough. Yours needs to be better than his. That that's that's the biggest difference. It's not just, for instance, let's say last week against Arizona mm-hmm. had gone down to the the last couple of possessions. I would have been one hundred percent okay with the Rams defense trying to stop Kyler Murray. Okay, I, I would have. Been, I like our chances. I yep. like our. Give me Aaron Donald. Give me Von Miller. Give me Jalen Ramsey. I like our chances. If you're telling me that the option is you want your defense on the field against Tom Brady, or do you want Matthew Stafford and the offense on the field against the Tampa Bay defense? Give me the offense on the field mm-hmm. for the Rams because I don't want Tom. Because Tom, as great as Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and Von Miller are. Tom Brady is that guy. I don't need that guy in my life, Slee. They got to make sure that either they got a comfortable lead, and I'm not saying four touchdowns. I'm saying a one plus score lead, or have the ball last. Those are the two ways to deal with Tom Brady. Listen, and, and there's there's certain there's different forms of clutch. Okay, Robert Ory was clutch. Robert Ory wasn't going to go win the game for. I mean, he wasn't going to through a four quarters. You're relying on Robert Ory to go win the game for you. Right, but if Ori had the ball and there's a couple seconds left, you're like, how the hell the ball? How did Divock just tip the ball out and it lands in Robert Ori's hands? Of course, the game is over. Adam Vinatieri, just use another example. That's clutch. That's a guy that if he's got a chance to win the game, don't even snap the ball. The, the kick's going in. It's Adam <laughs> Vinatieri. Ah, right? you win. We quit. Yeah, he's not gonna miss. We're out of here. He's not gonna miss. There, there's certain guys who are clutch, but. This is kind of what makes the Tom Brady's, the Michael Jordans, they're going to beat you the whole game. And then in the biggest moment of the game on the biggest stage, they're also going to beat you. You know, so it's like it's it's one of those. And I think the this is what makes this weekend's game so fascinating against Tom Brady. You're not just take you're not 
the Rams aren't just going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're going up against a the Super Bowl champions, the the yep. uh, the last Super Bowl champion, and b the greatest player to ever play that Who position. Who doesn't make mistakes? They, it's not just he's going to find. He's not going to throw you one. He's not going to give you, and, and that's the difference. That this is the pressure we talk about. It's not Matthew Stafford. Hey, I can't do it. It's knowing that the guy that I'm going up against isn't going to give us anything. So if I give them anything, I put the I put us at such a disadvantage because if you're going against, it's going to even out, right? He's sure, going to give me sure. two. I'm going to give him two. We're cool. I give you one. We're one behind. I give you two. We're two behind. I can't. You you can't make up much more than one of those things. All right. So here's the question. Um, tell me why you like to hug people. I don't understand at all. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN and Rams and the the Bucks. Not the only game this weekend. Now we got it, it's an interesting draw because really we've got a quarterback situation going on that is mm-hmm. awfully familiar to what we've seen for the last fifteen or twenty years, and it's starting all over again. And Stratton just real Salute. quick, yeah. and just real quick, Morales holds his hug too. It's like Morales. It's been three seconds, bro. You could let go now. You know, like he <laughs> he just kind of holds oh, that's, you. That's Chris. He, he Chris, wants I, you. I don't know what to do. He do wants put, you to have that moment where you're like, okay, you can let do go Do I now. put my head you on your shoulder? On like, what do I do? I feel like I'm, your deepest, I'm eight years secrets. old. I'm eight years old. Tell him. You know, I've never told anybody this before. But, uh, <laughs> I feel like this is the time. All right, Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. That's a pretty damn good weekend, Al. That's a lot of stuff going on, and uh, I, I can't wait. I can't wait. For the game on Sunday, I I really think they're going to win. I'm not even doing like the the Rams pregame host guy thing. I really do think they're going to win. They 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 are. No, you said that before. That you said that off air too. Yeah, yeah. I I really do think that this one's going to come in for them. The, the next one after that, if they in fact do win, uh, I might feel a little bit differently about that matchup. But I'm very bullish on what's going to happen this weekend. All right, ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Um, let's try a couple of these phone calls real quick. Let's go to Hawthorne first. And Tony, Tony, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up, Tony? Hello, gentlemen, thank you for having me again. This is my third time. Welcome. Um, I want. I wanted to touch base on the uh, the whole the movie mannequin, and I didn't Google okay. this because I used to I used to be a big uh, movie fanatic. Um, I think it's the girl from Sex and the City. It is. Um, I, I I did look it up, Tony. It's Kim Cattrall. Uh, she she was mannequin. Uh, I don't know not, her name. Not Kim yeah. Basinger. Yeah, yeah, not Kim Basinger. I was like, I, I was like, I know it's her because I, yeah, I remember because I used to like that movie actually a lot, and she was very attractive. <laughs> she was, <laughs> and then. Uh, yeah, she was, and still is, yeah. And um, the second one was about the hug. But you know what? The hug thing is different for everyone because, like, I don't know which one of you was the one that mentioned that when it's familial, um, you grew up with that. Because me, I have a tendency that even when I see my friends, like, I walk up to them, I give them the bro hug. And, um, you know, and, and with women, you know, you, you give them a hug and you give the side cheek. You know, you don't, obviously, <laughs> you don't kiss them, but you, you know. That's that's how I grew up. That's how my dad taught me how to, you know, greet people. There you go. So yeah, that, that's that's my take on it. <laughs> Appreciate Thanks, you calling Tony. in. Appreciate you calling it. You know what's funny? The bro hug. Look, the the bro hug is that happens all the time. The bro hug is you come in, quick little kind of dap, but both shoulders are connecting. It's not like you're coming in like this, both hands out, your <laughs> arms all the way out, saying "Come here." You know, like that's not happening. Come um, here, booby. <laughs> Right but the bro the hug team. happens. The bro hug, yeah, that's that's I, all good. That happens all I, the time. I'm more comfortable with that than I am with like the other ones. I, I mm-hmm. the, the the because that that's more of like a half like 
fist bump, yeah. shoulder bump. It's it's a little more physical. I'm, I I don't know. That one feels a little bit easier to navigate for me. One more, uh, Linwood this time, and John, you're on with Travis Lee. John, what's going on? What's up? What's up? What's up, guys? Good morning. Hey, I grew up. I was taught to hug, right? And I also grew up in church. Okay. Mostly everybody hugs, but this coronavirus, since it has come out, if you're a hugger now, you're considered weird. We don't even <laughs> hug at church anymore. It's true. We just do. We just do a salute like we're in the army. <laughs> All right. And, and the next thing is, the next thing is, hey, the Rams. I like. I like that we're here, but I never bet against Tom Brady. All right, so I'm just telling good, us, let's go get our hopes up. I hope we can do it. And my last thing is, hey, th- what's going on with the Lakers? LeBron James gets all the blame, 100%. Poor Westbrook. I appreciate you calling in. Thanks for, Thank you for calling I, in. I, I do like the fact that they salute the pastor like he's a, a, a general in the, yep. in the Army. Like, Pastor, 10-4, see you next Sunday. I, I like that a lot. Uh, there's plenty of blame to go around for the Lakers, Al. It's not exclusive to LeBron. Uh, Westbrook probably takes more than his fair share. Vogel is taking way more than his fair share. But uh, there, there could be a long line of people that bear some sort of responsibility for what's going on. You said something yesterday. You said, we got six callers on the line, and all six of them have something else to complain about with the Lakers. That kind of that says it all, yep. right? That, all right, fingers pointed here, or why is this person doing that? Or if this rotation happens here, you're right. And that's... That's usually, by the way, last night the Indiana Pacers, you know, we spent so much time talking about the Lakers <laughs> losing to the this. Pacers. I was waiting uh, for this. My Pacers went out yesterday and handled the Golden State Warriors up in the Bay Area, and this was a, a, an overtime game. It is kind of funny, Trav. I mean, listen, when you're 20-something games over 500, you can have a game like that and no one's really going to talk about it. When you're a game below 500 – and every single game that you play is not a guarantee, the conversation is going to be different. So, is totally. What it is. The, the, the yeah. difference between what happened to the Warriors is, eh, look, weird blank happens, whatever, let's keep it moving, to, wait, that's another one of those? When you're the late, you know, there's a huge difference between I, those things. Can I just say something? I, did you see the game at all yesterday or no? The Warrior was, game? Yeah. It was just, just on in the background. Okay, yeah, so it's on in the background, but it was just yeah. kind, of, kind of funny because you look on the sideline, I'm telling you, there are people. Their players playing for the Pacers. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Brogdon was did not play. Miles Turner didn't play. Sabonis didn't play. Karis Levert didn't play. None of their starters played, and they went out and beat the uh, Golden State Warriors. There's the NBA in an 82-game uh, grind for you. One more quick call here. Los Angeles is the next stop. And James, James, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? Hey, what's up, guys? How you guys doing? Uh, big fan of you guys. And I just want to have two things for you guys. I have uh, hugs. Hugs are great because I think they're good for some people's mental health and emotional. I, I love like being hugs. I always, I love feeling better after hugs. It just makes me have a good day when you have that good embrace from a person you haven't seen in a while. So I agree with that. Uh, second thing I want to touch upon yesterday, I was listening to you guys. You guys were talking about Sean McVay. Now, I think I just want to touch upon this real quick because I know you guys are a show of the people. People that call in are blue-collar workers and people, everyday people. But Sean McVay is a great coach. Uh, I'm really proud of where he's, where he's been, and I think he's going to win this weekend. But I just want you guys to tell the listeners and just he is the perfect perfect example of nepotism. We just got to remember his grandfather was the head coach. No, of you, the you're New York right, Giants. James. 
You, no, no, his grandfather, I believe, was the general manager of the uh, San Francisco 49ers for a period of time. But for you're right. Five he, Super Bowls. For five yeah. Super Bowls. So he grew up going to the Super Bowl as a kid. 90% of your listeners will never even be able to afford to go to the Super Bowl in their lifetime. So we no, just, I appreciate like, that, he's 30, he's 36 years old. He's done a lot. And I'm not taking nothing away from Sean McVay because I think he's a very good coach and I think he's a standard of what our future coaches should be like. But I'm just saying, like, he didn't do it all on his own. He comes from a football family that's been, like, involved with the NFL since he could remember, since he grew yeah, up. Yeah, James, so you're, you're, you're like right about that. He does come from a from a football family, and he probably did have a couple of phone numbers in his Rolodex that he could lean on at the beginning. That dude is here because he's really good at it. The, the reason that he is the head coach of the Rams at 20 or 30 years old or whatever it was is because Les Snead and Kevin Demoff and the Rams brass said, uh, that looks pretty good. And they were right. Well, and he's done, he's done an amazing job since he's got, it. if he was here because his grandpa was somebody in the league that may get you started. That doesn't get you to where you, that's what I was going to say. I, I appreciate the point. I was going to say, you know, I, I think the, the point of, hey, this guy already had an in. You know what? He, he, got to, he got an opportunity that maybe somebody else wouldn't get. At the end of the day, are you delivering or are you not? And that's, that's the key with Sean McVay. And I, I mentioned this yesterday. There have been times that I've been critical of Sean McVay because I feel like a lot of the conversation about him is always like he can do no wrong. Like uh, whatever he does, whatever he touches is gold. And then, you know, you start going through what he's accomplished and how old he is. I'm like, well, what the hell do you want me to t-? The guy just – either he just turned 36 or he's about to turn 36. The resume, the, the resume that he already has, what he's already accomplished, if he stopped coaching tomorrow, you'd look at that resume and say, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good job in the NFL. This guy actually really knows what he's doing and he hasn't been 36 yet. I, I get the point. I understand it. But at, at least this is somebody that – He's not keeping his job and not delivering because he knows people. He's keeping his job and thriving at his job. So I think that's obviously what you should remember with McVay. 877-710-ESPN. That's the number if you want to do a call in ask Lee. Al, they're already queued up. They're already waiting for you. And I got great ones on Twitter as well. At Travis Rogers, at Alan Slua. Asley is next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Okay, I'll write to it. This is from Dave in San Clemente, and he says, hashtag Ask Slee. Does Slee have a license plate frame that's different than the one issued by the dealer? (laughs) By the way, that's a good way to get a little information on somebody. If they've taken the time to take the dealer one off and put something else on, so what's the answer? Um, I have one of those. It's all bedazzled. It's... uh... I wear jeans that are super bedazzled and that I have. Rhinestones. Yep. Yep. You know, it's funny. I've had people that have given me gifts of license plate frames, right? So Uh I think I got one a while ago. It was SDSU alumni. Uh, Some my sister got me, whatever, years ago. Um, I want to say somebody has got me one for Lakers. I have never, I have never changed out my license plate. Never changed. You don't have out, one that so says like I'd rather be hiking in the mountains or something like that. Those are always kind of interesting, right? Well, they, those are. I think that old school sports chalet used to have those along the way. This is from the dealer uh, I bought my car from. Back in the days, uh, Lexus yeah. Santa Monica, that's who's on there. So I've got Rotolo Chevrolet around there you my go. giant Silverado, and I'm feeling Damn pretty right good about it. Uh, this is from Lelicious. It says, which would you do if you had to choose? Okay, pay attention here. Mm-hmm. No oral hygiene for two weeks or 
no bathing slash washing for a month. So either don't get to brush your teeth for two weeks or you don't get to take a shower for a month. What are you picking? So this is a really difficult one. I'm a I'm a brusher, you know, at least twice a day, you know, ran, I, I eat a meal, toothbrush around, I'm brushing my teeth, okay? <laughs> but because I am more considerate of those who are going to – I could hide. I, I It's going to be miserable for me not to brush my teeth for two weeks. Miserable, okay? But – um, I could hide that as best as I can. What I can't hide is how I smell in front of everybody else. So I think I would just say, all right, I'm not going to brush my teeth or whatever the hygiene is for two weeks rather than not showering because I think showering, I'm affecting everybody within a mile radius of me. I think that's the right answer, but can I just throw one little wrinkle in there? Yep. What if it's the current environment that we're in now where you got to wear a mask everywhere and you're breathing in your own stuff for two weeks? That sounds – because even if you're wearing that mask for five minutes, it gets unbearable. Now if you're talking a couple of weeks with that, no thank you. So I'm with you on the no thank you, but imagine this. I go to Starbucks and people are turning around like, When's, has this dude not taken a shower in two weeks? Yes, I have it, and I have two more <laughs> weeks to go. Uh, it's an Ask Slee. I had no choice. I had to pick one. <laughs> what, do yeah. you, what do you want from yeah. me? People yeah. in line at Starbucks. All right, let's go to the phones this time, 877-710-ESPN. Let's go to Sacramento and Justin. Justin, hashtag Ask Slee. What's up? Hey, what's going on, guys? I was the guy last week with the 3 by 3 in and out order. There you go. My, uh, Welcome back. My Ask Slee of the day is, Slee, when you first met Lady Slee's dad, did you go in for the double-barrel front hug and hold it for too long, or did you keep your hands in your pockets and do the what's up, head nod, hashtag <laughs> Ask Lee? Thank you, Justin. All right, so firm handshake. Eye-to-eye contact, firm handshake. Um, the dude is, by the way, he's an awesome guy, and he was in the LAPD for years. So it's like he has a very professional, like he's Show got a, respect, he's got <laughs> that back is arched. You know what I mean? The chest is out. Like there are certain things that he has that almost makes me kind of forces me. All of a sudden, my back is straighter. Uh, so I went in for a, just a nice firm handshake. That's that's what I went with. Probably the best choice. Good decision there. And I got to rest. Uh, let's try another one on the phone. Say, hey, you know how he does it, Manuel in Gardena. Hashtag asks. What's up, Manuel? Fellas, first off, uh, have a great weekend. You know I'm Raider Nation all day, but I'm with you, Trav. For some reason, I love the Rams this weekend, bro. They're just firing on all cylinders. So I hope they can get it done. All right, this is a a double, all right? Hey, Slee. So when Trav and I were growing up, you always had in the neighborhood this one friend who literally got, like, anything that they wanted, right? So, Mama Slee has granted you to be that friend. Are you going to mail order a pair of nunchucks or a Rambo knife fully replete with the compass? Uh, I know you're a you know camp guy, so yeah. maybe you're yeah. going to go with the Rambo knife. But uh, also, what is your stance on royals, as in English royals, not Kansas City royals? Because to me... That is one stupid thing. Enough of the queen and all those idiots. Outro. <laughs> Thank you, Manuel. Let's take the last part first. What is your stance on royals? Not George Brett and Kevin Seitzer, but yeah. rather the queen and her crew. <laughs> so I, I'm kind of I'm kind of with with him on that. You know what's kind of just think about this. And this is think about countries where that's what they do, right? They have their kings, they have their queens, they have their Hey, you know what? This family is going to, they've been ruling this country for X amount of years. I'm like, 
how do you run a country like that? Isn't this isn't the part where you kind of you get to vote people in? You got to vote people out. I'm not a fan. I don't pay attention to it. People love it. Go to a grocery store. Every magazine is like this. That I'm like, I don't. I, I literally don't know what's going on in that world. As <laughs> no, far as make a lot of sense. As far as the other one, which is kind of funny. Yeah. What do you say? A knife or what? Knife or a uh, nunchucks? Um, I don't think I'm going with a knife. I think I'm going with the nunchucks, and I think I don't know what I'm doing. 100. percent I'm 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 going to get injured. You know, I'm going to get injured. Either way, <laughs> either way, I'm going to get injured. So I think the injury is going to be less with that than a knife. So I, I like uh, I like the thought process there, Manuel. The, the answer is Atari. <laughs> if mom's buying anything, I want I want Atari back in 1979. All right, uh, it's from Max Power. Would Slee rather go to a murder mystery dinner party where he has mm-hmm. to stay in character all night, or I'll go B. I'll go B. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever it wait. is, I already picked B. All right, or go to a Renaissance fair and speak in old English with those losers for an entire afternoon. I'll go A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think all of a you're sudden right. A is not bad. At least I'm gonna eat some dinner and uh, enjoy. Maybe I could have a drink or two to kind of drown some of the sorrows. I'm going with A. Yeah, maybe you end up in like uh, your your characters like James Bond or something, and you actually can kind of walk around and own in the joint as opposed to ye old beer wench. Hit hit, hit me with ye old uh, uh, pint liter of grog, me fair lady. Or I don't even know how to do old English. It seems that was like pretty a, good, actually. That wasn't that bad. It was. I should have. You might get some invites. You might get some invites. Renaissance fairs. I don't quite get that entire deal. But uh, what are you going to do? Uh, all right. So I wanted to go. And now, of course, I can't find. Remember the guy that came in and said, "Oh, here it is." He said, "I just started this Twitter account for one reason." To hashtag mm-hmm. Ask Slee. Here he goes. I'm planning a holiday with my wife, and I need some wine pairings. What goes better with White Castle's Valentine's box, Boone's Farm, Thunderbird, or Night Train? I think it's Night Train. What are you pairing your? Yeah, I think you I think it's Night Train. E? Yeah, I, I think it's uh, it's classier. You know what I mean? I think if if we're doing this for Valentine's Day, I think it definitely has a uh, it has a classiness to it. Let's go Night Train on that one. <laughs> Have you ever had one of those like soup, like a Thunderbird or a Ripple or any of those things? Have you ever tasted that? I don't know if I have. <laughs> you can, awful. Don't. Can, awful. <laughs> it's super sweet and not good a long way. Very quickly, because I know this goes very quickly, Francis in Glendale with the final Ask Slee on a Friday. What's up, Francis? Hashtag Ask Slee. Hey, party people. First off, I'd like to thank all my opening acts. Uh, I have a couple hashtag ask sleeves. When jogging, is Slee that guy who jogs in place while waiting for the light to change? And my second one is, does Mike Budenholzer look like he just walked into the gym locker room and saw that one old guy drying himself with a hand dryer? <laughs> Thank you, Francis. Slee, are you okay. a jog in place guy? First of all, the world has changed, but before uh, COVID and everyone was still going to the gym, man, is there it, – it's – to a T, there's an age difference of those who like using towels in public and an age, age difference in those who are completely okay of not using a towel in public. I'm saying in public, obviously in the locker room. I never understood it. I never got it. I don't know if it was a generational thing. I mean, if you're in a eh. steam room, bro, just eh. throw a towel on. Throw a towel on. It's okay. That's, there's nothing wrong with throwing on a towel. It's, it's, life's going to... 
if you're walking around and you're up and down the lockers and the shower and everything else, throw a towel on. If you're grabbing a drink of water, just a quick towel. That's all I'm asking for. Um, and yeah, I the, feel the, like if you're getting a drink of water, it's aggressive. I'm bro, okay in the sauna. But... How about when they're having a 15-minute conversation just in no. the middle of like the – you're practically With in the lobby. one leg up on the bench. With, With what are we doing? on the bench. What are we doing here? <laughs> want me it's to order good. you a sandwich? Uh, you want to read a book? Just throw a towel on. Okay. Put that Where one to the side. are we going after, fellas? Yeah. Um, okay, the jogging in place. Yeah. I've done both. I've done both where I'm jogging in place and the car, the light is not turning, you know, green. The The walk light is not turning green. And then, you you know, you kind of start making some eye contact with people in cars and then what you're thinking in your head is like, bro, what are you doing? What are you? Why are you jogging in place? And then other people are looking at you saying, hey, what are you doing? Why are you jogging in place? So I've definitely done it where I start jogging in place and then I stop jogging. Here's the only thing I'll just say about it. I don't know about you, Trav. It's not like I'm running all the time because I'm definitely not. When you stop running, it's really that's tough it. to start that engine back on. That's it. Yeah, no, that, that's the answer. It's You hit a red light, you make a right turn. You just If you were planning on going straight, not anymore. Right <laughs> turn and keep it moving because I'm not stopping and I'm not running in place. That's, I uh, can we're see you getting on an on-ramp on the 110 <laughs> just because you don't want to stop. <laughs> <laughs> don't be surprised. Ask Slee.